Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 5, On the Wonderful Effect of Divine Love. The Learner that is you and I. Father in heaven, Father of Jesus Christ, my Lord, I bless you for deigning to remember me in my poverty. Father of mercies, God of all comfort, I thank you for refreshing me with your comfort, little though I deserve any comfort at all. To you and your only begotten Son, together with the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, I give blessing and glory always, both now and for ages without end. Ah, Lord God, you the Holy One, you my lover, when you come into my heart, the whole of my inmost being will leap with joy. You are my glory, the comfort of my heart, my stronghold and my refuge in my hour of peril. As yet I am but weak in love, unsure in virtue. That is why I need your support your comfort. So come to me, come to me often and teach me what is in your holy laws. Set me free from evil passions. Heal my heart of all its ill-regulated affections so that whole and pure in my inmost being, I may become ready to love, strong to endure suffering, steadfast to persevere. A mighty force it is, this thing love, mighty and altogether good. Alone it takes the weight from every burden. Alone it bears even the uneven load. It bears a burden as if no burden were there, makes the bitter things of life sweet and good to taste. To love Jesus is a wondrous thing. It urges men on to mighty deeds, stirs up in them the desire for a life ever more holy. Love must ever be mounting on high, unfettered by things below. Love would ever be free, a stranger to every worldly desire, fearful lest its inward vision grow clouded, lest some worldly gain should encumber its advance, some worldly misfortune bring it headlong down. There is nothing sweeter than love, nothing stronger, nothing higher, nothing wider, nothing fuller, nothing better in heaven or earth, for love is born of God, and only in God, above all that he has created, can it find rest. A man in love treads on air. He runs for very joy. He is a free man. Nothing can hold him back. He gives all for all, finding his rest in one who is high above all else, the source and origin of all that is good. For gifts, he has no regard, but turns to him who is their giver, who is above all good gifts. Love often knows no limits. Its impetuous fire leaps across every boundary. Love feels no burden, makes light of toil, 
strives for things beyond its strength. Love never tires to make out that anything is impossible. Everything in the eyes of love is both possible and lawful. Love then can do everything. Many a task there is that love can fulfill and many a wish it can make effective. Where the man who does not love is powerless and fails. Love is ever on the watch. It rests, but does not slumber, is wearied, but not spent, alarmed, but not dismayed. Like a living flame, a blazing torch, it shoots upward, fearlessly passing through aught that bars its path. If anyone has this love, he will know what I mean. A loud cry in the ears of God is that burning love for him in the soul which says, my God, my love, you are all mine, and I am all yours. Let my love know no bounds. Let me learn to taste with the lips of my inmost being how sweet it is to love, to melt in love's fire, to float on the waves of love. Let love keep hold of me as in unwanted fervor and wonder. I rise above my usual self. Let me sing the song of love and follow you, my beloved, to high heaven. Let my soul grow faint in praising you, rejoicing in your love. Let me love you more than myself. Love myself only for your sake. Let me love in you all who truly love you. That is the bidding of the law of love, that law whose light streams forth from you. Love is swift, pure, dutiful, pleasant, and agreeable. It is strong, patient, faithful, prudent, long-suffering, manly never seeking its own advantage. For when anyone seeks that, he falls away from love. Love is wary, humble, and upright. It is not soft, not unstable, not intent on empty trifles. It is sober, chaste, steadfast, keeping due watch on all the senses. Love is submissive and obedient to those in authority, mean and contemptible in its own regard. To God, it is ever devout and thankful, ever trusting and hoping in him, even when it cannot taste his sweetness. For there is no living a life of love without sorrow. The man who is not ready to endure everything and stand fast by the will of his beloved, does not deserve to be called a lover. A lover should be glad to welcome all sorts of hardship and bitterness for the sake of his beloved and never let himself turn away from him when things go against him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 
Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you hear this reading tonight, did your mind think about the love of a mother for her child? The love of a man for his wife or the wife for her husband? Or did it jump to some example of friendship? It's very important to try to pay attention to what crossed your mind as you heard this reading. Why? Because the description of love in this chapter should have some kind of some kind of analogy in human love. Love of friendship, love of a mother, parent for their child, or romantic love. Those three loves have to be distinguished from the love he's primarily talking about tonight, which is charity, agape in Greek, divine love, the love that is infused into our hearts, the love that is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This love, this divine love, is the highest kind of love because it's sharing in the same love that Jesus Christ has for his eternal Father. This love wants the will of God. It wants to stand by the beloved. It wants to do everything for the sake of the beloved. But because agape or charity is a true love, God created echoes of it in our human life. So the love of a mother for her child is used in the scriptures many times to describe God's love for us. Can a mother forget her child, God says? Even if she could, I won't forget you. In the Song of Songs, he uses the love of a man for his wife and the wife for her husband as an analogy for our love for God. And at the Last Supper, Christ says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. Because a friend makes known to his friends his secrets. Okay, so when we're trying to understand divine love and we're trying to describe divine love, there should be examples from human life that seem to correspond to it, that we should think of, it should remind us. At the same time, we probably heard this and thought, oh no, my husband doesn't love me like that. Or, wow, if only I had loved my child that way. Or if I only had a friend who loved me that way. Because the trouble is that all human loves are kind of like divine love. And they help us to understand it. But the trouble is that in a fallen world, our human loves tend to be imperfect. And they tend to fail. And they tend to destroy themselves. 
unless divine love enters in and saves them, preserves them. And so we have to ask the Lord tonight to lift up our hearts, to thank him for any true love we have experienced. There may be beautiful moments in your married life, beautiful moments of intimacy, of true selflessness. Well, that is a taste of what God wants with, in his relationship with you. There may be beautiful moments of friendship when you could talk all day, all night, a week long of nonstop sharing of some common good. Well, that can be a foretaste of heaven. Or maybe you've been loved by a mother despite everything. Maybe you've been loved by a parent who stands by you. Or maybe you yourself are a parent and have stood by your child in thick and thin hardship and bitterness. Well, take that example and realize that that love you feel for your child or that love that you have felt is just a small little sliver of what God wants for you, God's love for you. And any of those true loves that we've experienced is but the beginning and the kind of example of what could happen to us towards God. Finally, there was a priest at Madonna House in Canada in Cumbermere. And when he was 19 or 20, he was recently a, become a Catholic and he went to visit Madonna House. And he went there because he was in love with a young lady. Madonna House was just getting started. This is in the 1950s. And Catherine Doherty, probably a saint one day, she observed this young man. And she had a sense that he was supposed to be the first priest of their order, their, their community. Which This is what happened. And she said to him, you know, Robert, I see how you look at that young lady. I see the fire that's in you. But you know, another kind of fire could burn in you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.